Hi friends, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Girls with the Fruit Chats. I'm Brianna. And I'm Diana. This is a lifestyle podcast hosted by two best friends from college with matching pineapple tattoos. We're sharing our journeys as we navigate the ebbs and flows of our 20s, with topics ranging from relationships, career, self-improvement, and everything in between. As one of our listeners so kindly put it, we hope you feel like you're chatting with a friend or grabbing coffee with your down-to-earth therapist. Tune in for new episodes every other Wednesday, and if you want to see more from us, connect with us over on Instagram, at girlswiththefruittats. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another episode of Girls with the Fruit Tats. Another Wednesday. It's our birthday month. Another birthday banger. <laughs> Can't believe we're sticking to this schedule and have not fallen off the bandwagon. Every Wednesday, baby. <laughs> it's a lot. Just for the month of March, though. I mean, yeah. don't get it twisted. Whoa. <laughs> you just <laughs> like, don't have time. <laughs> um, if you missed it, last week Diana had a solo ep. We're trying on sure some did. new styles some new content options <laughs> yeah um she did a very cool episode about thrifting uh the thrift a hot topic herself. i'd say hot topic hot takes hot tips don't mm. miss it oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing was that good uh thank you so much i feel like yeah, i'd be I a had... bomb radio host like i just uh, intro you you know what i mean like yeah so go check that out. Thanks so much, Diana. Like, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um. <laughs> like I killed that. So yes, if you missed it, go check it out. We have solo episodes the week of our birthdays. So mine's coming up next week. And mm-hmm. Diana's was last week. So it's pretty lit. Yeah, my birthday was on Friday. I have officially entered my quarter-life crisis. Woo-hoo! It's really in full swing. It, <laughs> it We're four days in and whoo. Four days. It's happening. Do you feel different? Um, I don't know. I feel a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) No, but my lips have been hella chapped. I don't know what that's about. I think that's winter, not age. (laughs) Is that a symptom of (laughs) old age? (laughs) Like maybe. What did you do for Um, your B day, sister? I was grateful enough to spend my B day with Bree, which was so special and. I was just so excited. It was great. It was special. Um, it was so special. What do you mean? That's <laughs> like the cute. one word I would use to describe the whole weekend. Special. special. My special friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what old people call their significant other. Really? Yeah. Like if their husband or wife dies or they're divorced, like this is my <gasps> special friend. Like, oh my god. Because they, they feel too old to say like girlfriend. You've never heard of that. Or you know what I really wife. like, lady friend. No, no, if their wife is gone, died or divorced or whatever, they say, like, lady friend or special friend. I've never heard that, I don't think. I feel like I have more old people around me than you do. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I'm so glad you thought it was special with your special friend. It was so special. (laughs) We played lots of games. So many games. Watched lots of Broad City, which we talked about on another episode. It's a great Mm -hmm. show if you haven't watched it. And it was great. Um, even the boys liked it. You can even watch it with mm-hmm. your boyfriend. It has some yeah. like crude humor that men aren't expecting from a woman show. Right. So It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great time. Thanks for being my cool friend. You're so welcome. <laughs> my special friend. Your cool special friend. <laughs> um, so oh, now Diana is 25 and I'm sure right am. on the cusp. I have a couple days mm-hmm. left of my youth. And, Soak it in, sister. Um, today, <laughs> shit gets as you real. Can see by the title, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about what we would tell our younger selves. Advice from a twenty-five-year-old to what age range? I'm talking to like 20, 20, 20 21 zone. Mm. Like I'm not talking to my high school self necessarily. I'm I would like agree with that. Yeah, so all of these. Yeah, every single one is yeah. like yeah early 20s i'd also like to say uh and shout out all of the people who might be listening from instagram like other 
podcast gals that we follow, I feel like a lot of them are in mm. that 2021-22 bracket. For sure. So I'm hoping we can sprinkle some wisdom on them. Uh, and, now that we're old and wise. And one thing I'd like to say that's funny is how silly it sounds, right? These people are three, four, maybe five years younger, but like yeah. this is the time. Every year might as well be a decade, truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20 to 25 is, I feel it's like so I've lived a whole life. A whole different. life. So different. You know, so it's so funny to be like, so even though you're three years younger, I have some right. reason for you. But, you know, it's just so different. <laughs> I mean, 20, you're like a sophomore in college. And, yeah. you know, now we're what feels like 12 years out and like living mm-hmm. in the real world and all those things. So, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that like it might sound a little silly, but so much happens in that 20 to 25 zone yeah. for most people. And there's and so then- many transitions. Even again at 30, like 30 to 25 is a whole other fucking Mm -hmm. five Mm -hmm. decades, basically. So I'm feeling Um, well equipped, which is nice. Yeah. Like a lot of the things I'm going to talk about today, I feel like I am just kind of getting started with and like starting Mm. to starting to perfect, I guess, just like starting to implement in my life. And uh, I wish I started sooner, but also... Like you're saying, there's still 25 to 30 to, like, really hone in on these things. And yeah, uh, I feel good about that. So I think, think this will – last thing before we jump in. I think this will be a nice episode to look back on, too, like, when we are older and see if, like, we still feel this way or, like, if we were, you know, naive now thinking these things were important or, you know, like, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think – like, I like these kind of episodes that – I know that will be interesting. They'll be interesting to listen to in the future. So Yeah. And if you're already um, 25 or older, don't go away. Maybe you can relate to some of these or, um, you know, we all grow in different areas at different paces. So maybe some of mm-hmm. this is stuff you're still working on and maybe can right. help you. So we're yeah. here for everybody. We're excited. All right. You want to kick us off? Oh, yeah. I'm going to start heavy. I'm just going to jump into okay. my biggest one. Um, All right, let's do it. The umbrella title of this section is Advocate for Yourself. I'm going to pause. Okay. Advocate for Yourself. So I almost broke this into like a bunch of different ones, but they're all so linked that I was like, I'm going to just go in with one. Sure. So what I mean by advocating for yourself is setting boundaries, saying no, and expressing your feelings and needs. Those are Mm -hmm. all so related to me uh, because... I think the same things hold you back from doing all of those. And that's Mm -hmm. caring so much about other people's feelings, feeling responsible for other people. um, And, yeah, just not even – not being taught or given permission to do these things as, like, a young woman. Um, Sure. Some people have that, like, you know, badass, takes no bullshit mom who, like, helps them, you know, know how to do this from a young age – some people mm-hmm. it's just more innate for me I was definitely taught to never upset anybody and be polite and you know be ladylike and saying no and you know maybe rocking the boat once in a while definitely wasn't part of that script right and mm-hmm. uh yeah over the past five years I've definitely learned how that can bite you in the ass and recently 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 I've learned how to try to combat it yeah, so that's my first one. people pleasing man. That's it ain't it. That's our natural for you and I, at least that's our our go to. So it's like for people who weren't raised that way or, um, you know, had that like strong influence in their life. You have to kind of figure that out on your own. And it's like not it's a bumpy ride. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm in no way saying that I've mastered this or like, right. This is like a learning yeah, curve. Yeah, I'm really, I'm brand new to it, but I, I do wish that um, I started thinking about it or started implementing it a lot sooner mm. in my life. Um, so just to give some examples of like ways this has helped or reasons why this is so important. The first one mm-hmm. is in my relationship um, for the first I don't know, three-ish years, I definitely uh, danced around certain things and never just said, like, I feel like you're, well, so two things. One is that you're supposed to communicate more healthily, and I talked about this in my relationship episode, like, I statements aren't bogus, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way that you communicate is super important, but even that aside, being able to say, I feel like you're being controlling right now. Like, I don't like the way that this made me feel or, you know, my way isn't wrong. I want to do it like this. And just being Mm -hmm. able to 
stand up for myself and also, uh, like, call him out on his bullshit and, like, yeah. I just wasn't comfortable doing that because it's like, well, don't be mean or, like, don't yell at him or, like, don't mm-hmm. upset him. And it's like, no, like, if you if something's happening that you're not okay with, like, hey, I don't want you to talk to me that way. Hey, I'm not okay mm-hmm. with the way that you did this, you know? And um, not to get too into it, but, you know, when I uh, moved home from Spain, when we broke up, when he got back, I had no reason to hold back anymore. So I mm. really just, like, laid it out and said things way more, quote, aggressive or blunt than I ever did before because I'm so yeah. used to sugarcoating everything. And it actually helped. I mean, some mm-hmm. of it definitely stung, and it also probably sounded crazy coming from me because it just was, like, you know, <laughs> zero to 100. But So unexpected, yeah, yeah. just to say, like, I'm not going to take that or, like, I don't deserve to be treated that way, you know, that type of thing mm-hmm. really worked. And, you know, the last thing I'll say about that is young men, not to generalize so much, but people in general aren't mind readers and don't necessarily know what you want, and young men aren't usually super super aware of intuitive impact that their words have or how you might be feeling about a certain thing I mean that's just not typically something that comes naturally to them so I think it really could have benefited our relationship if I was a little more blunt or spoke my mind a little bit more earlier on so that's one thing but better late than never hey that's right that's right you're here now i'm like what and he's like no no you're right i'm like okay yeah and i just could never it's even crazy to think about that now like i could never do that before so that's one thing don't take no shit Mm -hmm. and that's not just romantic relationships but relationships in general um like setting boundaries is huge with family and friends too um you know and this goes right into Mm -hmm. the next one about like Mm -hmm. protecting your time because you know time is such a valuable resource Mm. and if you're like me and a people pleaser like you said you're just giving your time to fucking everybody and not even thinking twice about it it was just so natural for me right you know and we've talked about burnout in different episodes of this podcast and you know feeling overwhelmed or stuck Mm -hmm. or all those things you know can be attributed to giving your time away and not taking any time for yourself and and that's the same thing you don't want to say no when someone invites you out to something because what if they think I don't like them what if they don't invite me next time what if no just say I have Mm -hmm. to stay in tonight thank you though you know and this is something like the relationship one I feel like I'm pretty locked in but this one is still something I'm actively working on in this moment and I'm still pretty bad at you know, I want to over justify, mm-hmm. oh, tonight I can't because I blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't have to have a reason right, right, for right, things. Right. Like, no, thank you so much. Hope you have mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so powerful if you're not used to right. doing that, yeah. you know, to be able to say that to someone. Um, mm-hmm. And I would like to say, too, that therapy has helped me with these things and helped me find the right language for saying no to stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, thank you, though, yeah. as simple as that is, has been really good for me. Like, thanks for thinking of me. I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm not free that day. You know? And it's, like, so – it seems so simple. I think that people overthink those things because if you're the person who is declining an offer of whatever kind, you, like you said, might be afraid that, like, this person is going to be upset with you or whatever – but I think that as long as you don't make, you Your know, brand. bailing and flaking <laughs> like a character trait all the time, like I think it's normal for people or it should be normal for people to mm-hmm. respect your decisions. You know what I mean? Like don't guilt someone into, you know, doing something if they're not, if they're giving you, you know, a simple answer like that. I think that's totally normal. It's just like if this person is doing it all the time and like being like, peace out I don't want to hang out with you right. then like maybe no, they don't right. actually want to hang out with you but yeah I do think that that's really important and like you said finding like the language to do all of that through therapy I totally agree like I legit asked her like to walk mm-hmm. me through how to mm-hmm. have a specific conversation once like I say this then what happens then they say this and then it what matters. happens like, it totally she matters. literally gave me the full-blown like play by play and it Love was so therapy. helpful go to it <laughs> yeah If you have the means, go to it. Um, So that's one. And then um, the other, like, kind of deep one of this, but I do think it's important to say while we're talking Mm -hmm. about this, especially if there are younger people that are listening, I would, you know, kick myself for not saying this. Um, 
under this like setting boundaries and saying no thing I think that a lot of young women and I think it's getting better too so maybe people that are five years younger don't feel this way as much but I feel like through my upbringing I was never taught or given permission to say no to people period in all in the Mm. casual aspects like no thank you you know about something silly or in more serious situations and going through college and interesting uh, after college and you know being in the party drinking culture it's like really important to feel like you can say no to things and I think a lot of women don't feel like they have that power because no one told them they did and no one no one taught them and Mm -hmm. um you know I've had a lot of conversations with yeah Uh, other friends who feel the same way you know like oh the only time my mom ever taught me that was like when I was five and said like say no to strangers and like but I was never told ever again Mm. I was never reminded ever again and you know I've been in situations that definitely were negative and definitely could have been avoided if I felt more comfortable if I felt like I had permission and power to say I'm not okay with this or no you know and we just I don't know I was never Mm -hmm. given that language and so if I can pass that on to someone who feels like they've Mm -hmm. never heard that um it definitely would be good I think it's interesting because my mom is one of those more Mm -hmm. like strong-willed people who like no bullshit she you know tells it like it is like she I've never heard the woman sugarcoat (laughs) anything in my entire life but I'm so not that way so like I know, Why am I a people pleaser? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm making it sound like, well, if your mom's no bullshit, you'll be no bullshit. But that's not necessarily true. Yeah. I wonder if she's always been like that, though. Like, when she was 20, uh-huh. was she already no bullshit? Think about that. Well, well, actually, yeah. My mom was always just, like, this, like, kind of tough cookie. But, mm. like, she was a rule breaker. Like, she liked to go against the grain. But she was a people pleaser in the sense that like she spent most of her life literally like being the housewife and the mom and the like Mm -hmm. taking care of everyone else in that regard and not having time for herself but in terms of like you know like telling someone (laughs) off she has no problem we are working on it (laughs) we're working on it and like you know you say it'll be cool to look back like i hope by 30 i'm like nope can't Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Nope, can't. Sorry, I'm busy. Don't talk to me right now. Nope, 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 nope. You know, I said to Dimitri, like, um, you know, year of yes, (laughs) like the the Mm -hmm. book and just the concept and all that stuff. And like the Yes Man movie. I was like, this is my year of no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine being someone who needs the push to say yes to more things. Like, what even is that? (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I couldn't relate to something less. So that's my first big one. I wish I could go back to 20-year-old me and tell her it's okay to say no, set some goddamn boundaries, and, you know, stick up for yourself. Yeah, that's my big one. For sure. What would you like to tell yourself at 20? Um, So my first one is not as deep, but I do think it's really important, and I want everyone (laughs) that this applies to to really listen up. Okay. Perk up those ears, all right? And don't fucking shut me out when you hear what I'm about to say because this is something that I would have been like, bitch, fuck off. I'm doing me. But listen, Linda, honey, honey. listen to me. Prayer Do hands. not rush. <laughs> Prayer hands. I'm clapping. Do not rush to move out and pay rent because rent sucks. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's break this one down. Break it down. So, I mean, this seems obvious. Like, everyone's like, oh, why don't you just, like, live at home and, like, save money and blah, blah, blah. And if you're doing that right now, I I respect you more than any other human on this earth. There is no shame in the game of moving back home, okay? (laughs) Or staying home, like, you know, going to county college or not going to college and staying home and working and saving your money. There's no shame in that whatsoever. If that is accessible to you, please do it please do it. I know we all want to grow up so fast. And like, you know, when you're like a kid, you want to be older and like grown up and blah, blah, blah. And then you grow up and you're like, what the fuck? I just want to be a kid. (laughs) This is one of those things where it's like, once you're doing it, me thinking about like, sometimes I just wish my rent was almost on like a, like a, 
like a planet fitness no contract thing where i could like not stay here for a month and like just go stay at brian's parents house and just save that month of money and put it just keep just keep it Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in my bank account you don't have that option because (laughs) i don't so i had a really abnormal situation so it so okay i graduated college in may of 2018 and my mom had moved to florida back to florida when i went to college in 2014 so um whenever i came home for breaks i was either staying at brian's parents house and living out of a suitcase in his bedroom or i would go back to my uncle's house which is where i grew up with my mom um but she was no longer there. So it was just my uncle's house and he lived alone. And I, I mean, he was always very welcoming, but my room was like now the guest room. Like it just, it wasn't my space anymore. And I always felt like I was like kind of, what's that word? Not intruding, but impeding. I mean, those are right. It's just not as aggressive. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah like like you felt than... not like a burden either. I don't know. Just like you didn't necessarily belong there. Right. Yeah. So, um, Brian and I were in a long distance relationship for four years. So when I did graduate college, I didn't want to sleep at my uncle's house. I wanted to go sleep with Brian because we hadn't, you know, shared a bed in four years. So, um, I just found myself like, so like just all over the place, going back and forth all the time and living out of like bags and suitcases. And it was so (laughs) unstable. Oh, just, I just needed some stability. I just felt so unsettled and that's why we moved in together I guess pretty quickly um if you think about it because we moved in I graduated in May and then we moved in in August and I spent all summer like touring apartments and planning and blah 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 so for my situation I was just like I can't take another day of living out of a suitcase and like sharing brian's room with him because it wasn't our room it was his so that made it very difficult Mm -hmm. because he's very particular (laughs) as we know (laughs) so it was really difficult so at the time like that's what i needed and what i wanted and I, i i wouldn't say that i regret that but like when i really do think about how much money i could have saved and just like kind of gave myself a little more cushion um Like, I didn't move out before I was financially ready. I obviously wouldn't recommend that to anyone. But, like, I just, I could have given myself more cushion, which in the long run would have given me more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just started a savings account this year, you know? So, or, like, last year, I guess. So, I could have had that going this whole time. Mm -hmm. And who knows how much money I'd have in there. Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. Well, yeah, because so much money is going to that. Yeah. And so I have a lot of like younger friends who are still in college or about to graduate or whatever. And they're so ready to move out and like can't deal with living with their parents anymore and blah, blah, blah. But I just am like, oh my God, like, please, please just live at home for, I mean, I would say a year ideally, but six months at least just stick it out you did it for 20 years you can do it for six more months like come on that's so much do you want to know how much rent i pay in six months do you want to know how much that is i'll put it on paper for you sweetie that will make you stay i just i can't yeah i mean if people are staying at home with this intention and with saving money in mind it's right. so worth it. I mean, staying there for a year and having nothing to show for it, well, yeah, you're pissed. But if you're like, right. okay, this isn't the most ideal situation. I'd love my own space, but I'm going to stick this out for eight months and I'm mm-hmm. going to put aside the money, you know, the budget that you have as you look around for apartments. If you think mm-hmm. you can pay that every month, put that shit away. Put that in your savings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I No, I totally get you. Like, if you're in a situation where living at your parents' house is just inconvenient or, like, not your most Mm -hmm. ideal, that's not a reason to not take that opportunity because most of the time you never get that chance again. Exactly. Right. That's, like, my thing is that Brian and I have a dog now. Like, we could never just move back in to his parents' house. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just just not really a thing. But I think that's great advice. That's my my biggest piece of advice and again like that's one of those things that like when you're that age and you're ready to like you know get out and whatever you don't really want to hear it 
but when you get to 25 and you've been paying rent for three years thinking about how much money you could have saved you're gonna be like holy shit so yeah i mean it can really be huge it can be the leg up that like really like you said gives you more flexibility and really like changes what you're able to do right yeah Mm -hmm. good advice that's my uh, first piece thank you thank you so much (laughs) so uh, my next one is money related too um Mm. i guess i don't have anything quite as specific as your recommendation but just to kind of piggyback off you a little bit um the other main thing that comes to mind when i think about like actually being able to sit down with my younger self and like talk to her money is Mm -hmm. definitely one thing that comes up um the first thing that i do think some other people will be able to relate to and part of me is like embarrassed to even say but i i just think that enough people kind of feel the same way that it's worth saying like know what's going on like do the research and figure out what the fuck's going on Mm. with your student loans with how much rent costs with what being an adult is actually like like so you don't get Mm -hmm. fucking slapped in the face by it you know like i just my personal situation was just like i wasn't super aware of what was going on with my loans and a lot of most of them ended up being on me and it's like you know i Mm -hmm. i wasn't being proactive enough to worry about it because especially when you're younger those numbers mean absolutely nothing like you have no idea how long it'll take and and what a normal salary is like i just didn't know much of anything right i really didn't um so it's hard with like when it comes to money though because it's such a taboo topic that there's not a lot of transparency Mm -hmm. you know like it's hard to find that information but you gotta talk to people i think that like a tangible or actionable piece of advice i would give on this is find one adult in your life that can almost this sounds dramatic but like be a financial advisor for you like Mm. if it's not your parents maybe you have an uncle that you feel like really knows this type of stuff or (laughs) um yeah or i don't know he's my tax guy (laughs) even if you have like a really close professional relationship with like a mentor or something like mm-hmm. hey I don't really feel like I have anyone in my family who can help me with this like would you mind sitting down and talking finances with me I'm confused about blank 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 mm-hmm. like I think having someone who you can check in with when new things pop up hey I want to take a loan out for blank or do you know how much it costs to blank or where should I look yeah. up the costs of rent here you know like so that's one thing. If if you can manage to find an adult in your life that you feel like knows what's going on and is willing to help you and you're willing to be honest with them about what your financial situation is, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. invaluable. Like, I really wish that I had done that and, you know, she'll, should look for someone now to, um, yeah. to lean on in that category because, you know, unfortunately, I feel like we live in a world where you don't learn about this stuff until it's happening to you. Like, mm-hmm. most of the time, people learn by doing. And so, older people know about this more just because they've gone through it. They've taken right. a mortgage. They have chosen to mm-hmm. lease a car or not lease a car. And all these things that, you know, are adulting that you're just not taught. So, if you have right. one person that you can lean on for that, I think that's huge. Or, if nobody's coming to mind for that and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. There are so many really good resources these days um, that are just, like, so accessible. Like, there's all these you know, YouTubers who will, you know, investing for beginners, loans for beginners, mm -hmm. how I budget. There's podcasts about this too, yeah. We have a podcast about it if you're interested. We have a (laughs) podcast. Shit, we have a podcast. Um, We have a budgeting and finance episode that's actually one of our most popular where, you know, we're not experts, but what I say, you learn by doing. So we we shared what we we know so far. We just share what we know. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I just, like you said, money isn't something that people are super willing to talk about, but I mean, it money rules everything baby like really does (laughs) so i just think that taking initiative taking ownership taking responsibility and like learning what the fuck is going on is you know the most powerful thing you can do yeah and then it's saving money and then it's making these choices that might not be best in the short term but can really set you up for success and if you have a spare five hundred dollars laying around like maybe invest that if you feel like that's something you want to do because if you invested something at 20 
by 25 you could take that out and have made a real decent amount on it so it's like yeah dude i definitely had 500 dollars i could give when i was serving are you kidding Mm -hmm. saving all Mm -hmm. that money for abroad living at home yeah or living at home (laughs) it's like i could have thrown that in there and that's the Mm -hmm. thing it's like uh, the research that it would take to know how to do that and to make it worth your while is like the barrier to entry that's why people don't want to do it because they're like i have no idea how to do invest anything right but it's like there's really safe ways to do it that you're like almost guaranteed to get some return on it so Mm -hmm. anyway i just wish that somebody told me nobody yeah nobody told me shit (laughs) nobody told me shit (laughs) yeah i don't know what the fuck i do without my uncle and my brothers because they are my go-to's for sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot to know and it's it's hard to know Mm -hmm. what you don't know but the other things about that that are just a little easier uh I think thinking about the value of your purchases really changed the game for me. Like, when I was Mm. younger, even before 20, like, in high school, I just bought shit without thinking about it all the time. I thought you made money to buy shit. That's what it's for. Like, (laughs) get a job if you want shit. And I was like, I want shit, so Mm. I'll get a job. And then I spent all my money. When you're 15, that's, like, what money is for, yeah. Um, I don't know. These days, there's those savvy-ass 17-year-olds that already have a fucking mutual fund or whatever the fuck like people are really out here so i don't know but um really thinking about like hmm is this valuable to me do i want this just even pausing Mm. and asking yourself that is like really big and you might see stuff that you're like need it i don't know (laughs) and just figuring out what savings work for you and i think i talked more about that on the budgeting episode actually yeah like my yeah how i have looked at saving money and the mindsets that have have been really successful for me so yeah yeah money is my second big thing so i'm with you on that like just fucking save some and learn about it (laughs) yeah i'm still learning i still don't know a lot but that's what my brothers and my uncle are for for figuring it out yeah what's next so this next one is something i still am also working on Mm -hmm. but i would tell myself to go with your gut okay Mm. we've all heard this before but i am someone who like i just always felt like and still feel like I need a second opinion on things and I'm not confident enough in myself that when I have a thought or an idea or a decision that I'm making I need to ask everyone in my life what they think about it person you (laughs) my mom like before I do anything I like need to call someone and be like what do you think it's like if what do you what do I think that's all that matters homie and I value your opinion. I love you. I really do. <laughs> but like, I need to be more independent when it comes to that stuff because a big part of it for me is like working on my confidence. And that's something that I've like really recognized in myself the last year is how I'm not confident in myself. Not physically, not in terms of like how I look. Like I'm, I'm speaking more about like with my words. That was like one of my things that I, I learned in therapy is or learned one of my goals that I wanted to do was that I wanted to be confident in my words. Mm. And this kind of leads into my next one as well. But, well, it kind of leads into my next two. So this could Hit go it. on a tangent. Go off. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, the advice is to go with your gut. And one reason for that is because I always feel like I needed a second opinion because I don't feel confident enough in my own. And the second piece of that is because deep down, a lot of times I knew that I wasn't happy with something um, or I knew that I felt a certain way about something, but I didn't, I would go with, you know, what other people told me to do or what I thought I should do but really like what you know deep down you know it's just sometimes you're in total denial or you're you just don't want to recognize that part or you have to like really dig for it so um this is very abstract so I'll get a little more specific here but um (laughs) in terms of like being confident in my words that is something I've been practicing at work more um and I think that being a woman and being in a 
predominantly male work environment, sort of, I guess when it comes to like management, um, and being so young, I think that's an even bigger part of it for my personal situation. Mm-hmm. I'm the de- like department head, director of events at age 20, 25, I was about to say 24, damn, <laughs> I'm 25 now. <laughs> um, but I started that when I was 23, a week after I turned 23, they were like, here you go, you can have this whole department. And I was like, what the fuck? But no one really took me seriously for a while. And it's because I didn't feel confident in myself. Like I I was really just like thrown into that whole world. And so even when I would like meet with clients or, you know, try to like negotiate contracts, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it showed, like it really showed. And I, I didn't know how to dress. I didn't know how to like carry myself. I just, I didn't feel confident in any sense of the word in when it came to work and it really showed and like just like people took advantage of that or people didn't take me seriously or people would like laugh me off or, um, you know, want to speak to the manager and it's like, well, I am manager. Like, you know, I had a lot of those experiences in the first like year to year and a half in this role and I really have like told myself that I need to just like even to this day before I have a phone call or a meeting or anything like that a a client like walkthrough for a tour like anything I literally give myself a pep talk every single time beforehand I take a deep breath and I just like tell myself that like if I were calling a place like I put myself in that person's shoes Mm. you expect to like hear from like this middle-aged woman on the phone who knows all the answers and has all the information you're looking for. So I just like need to embody that. And then when when they call, I just pretend that I'm like a 50-year-old woman and I've been here for 40 years and I know it all. Like I really do that. I I really like do the whole fake it till you make it thing. That's like... Would you go as far as to say it's an alter ego or... Oh, 100%. What's her name? 100%. That's a good question. What is her name? Well, Denise? everyone calls me Mia at work because they think I'm the other blonde girl that works at, at my work, but I'm not. Would you say Denise? Yeah. No. No. Donna. Everyone <laughs> calls me Donna good. anyway. <laughs> my good. friends call me Donna as like an inside joke, so I guess Donna is my alter ego. That's I think funny. That's great. Donna has been the director <clears throat> of events for 45 years. Yeah, she has. <laughs> um, So I need to just go with my gut. I know that I have the right answers. I know that I'm like capable, but I have this imposter syndrome that tells me that I'm not and that I don't know anything. Even simple things, like someone will come up to me, like I'm in my office before an event and one of the servers will come up to me and be like, hey, um, what color napkins are we doing for this event? Like blue? And I like have to triple check the contract, but I know it's blue, but I'm so scared to say yes and then be wrong, but I know it's blue. So I've literally just been like trying to work on that and be more confident. Also another thing like staff taking you seriously and like respecting you Mm -hmm. when they come to me with a question and I don't know the answer, like they need direction, you know? Yeah. So I've been really trying to work on like just being more direct mm. with my words. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Queen. Um, yeah. And then just the other part of that that I'll just say quickly is um, going with your gut, knowing like deep down that you know if you're not happy with something or whatever, going with your gut. And for me, this was all about like the college experience and our major and all of that which is a whole other topic and we are going to keep this one short and sweet (laughs) because we do not have the time today Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) yeah I just I knew deep down that I was not super happy but I was too concerned with what other people would think and feeling like a failure and afraid of the unknown to try to switch my major or change something or you know, consider transferring like in the very beginning when I like all of my friends transferred, I just felt like, well, I chose this and now I'm stuck with it and I need to stick it out. And that's just not true. Like you can, if you don't like it, change it. If you know deep down that you're not happy with something, you have the power to change it. So that's the thesis. 
Off that last part, I think that being young is part of why that's so hard because people say things like, well, you don't know what you want or you're so indecisive or make up your mind or why don't you just stick it out? And like all these things, I feel like sort of go together. It's like trust your Mm -hmm. gut, even if you're 20 and say and go in with confidence that says, this is what I want to do right now. This is what's right for me right now. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to explore it blank 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 and it's like right all those things afraid of what other people think afraid to let your parents down afraid to like I don't know all those things and and like mm-hmm. not feeling confident enough well what if I change my mind again that's okay that's fine Just keep if fucking you don't doing like it. it change it yeah I think yeah. that's huge I really like that one mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> I wish that we could actually have this chat with a younger self mm-hmm. hey sis looking good this is what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Love your cheekbone oh, definition. You're looking great. <laughs> Keep rocking oh those God. off the shoulder tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I have some just like funny, like more fun ones um, okay. that are like not as serious <laughs> okay i so, i just have one left after this okay so. print out some pictures once in a while because if i wanted to do that now for the past five years of my life where the fuck would i start where would i start like every mm. semester print out a couple faves throw them in a photo album that says college on it <laughs> it's not so is it so hard is it so hard yeah like, we just got so like used to the digital world you know Uh, how nice would that be like to break out and look at once in a while you know Mm -hmm, what i'm saying mm -hmm. so every semester baby print out a couple pics throw them in an album and the other thing too i set the bar so high if i was going to do that it had to be a scrapbook with quotes and pictures and fucking Mm -hmm. washi tape and glitter glue no (laughs) no No. just print a couple out and put them in a photo album and or Use a Polaroid. I just got an Instax recently, Mm -hmm. and I wish that I had that sooner because that's, like, another way to do it. Because you only take, like, two per really important event because that that film be expensive. (laughs) She's not on a college budget, though. Do it for you. Um, So that was just a little what I thought of. Like, I wish I printed out some pictures. (laughs) Um, And then one that definitely doesn't apply to everyone but applied to me. I wish I was, like, a little crazier once in a while. Like a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've done no, some fun stuff. No, we know this stuff. about you. Yeah, we know this. It's not a hot mm-hmm. take. Uh, I've done some fun stuff. I have some good stories. I have some stories that are too juicy to share on a Truth yeah, or Drink episode. Yeah, you've done some crazier things than I. Hey, maybe. And I've stolen a car. <laughs> Check out that Plug. episode. Go listen. Um, um, I didn't actually steal a car. If any police are listening to this, I just like borrowed. For legal purposes, yeah, this is all a joke. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. One, I wish I like danced on a few more tables or, or something, you know. Sure. But one thing I'll <laughs> say about that, though, is listening to, I don't know, podcasts, books, interviews, whatever, of people in their 30s. They talk about 25 the exact same way we talk about 21 or 20. Like uh, that they were like so crazy. Well, yeah, that they. Oh, well, I was twenty five. What did you expect me to do? You know what I mean. Mm. Like twenty five is still really, really young. So like maybe I'll dance on a table next weekend. Who knows? I mean, COVID, sure. Obviously, I can't. But well, yeah, I, I think it's just COVID not too late. I guess is one thing. I think the other thing is that you and I have been like in th- these serious relationships, whereas like a lot of people are spending their twenties dating around and like that's a fantastic you know, having point. those kind of experiences mm-hmm. and i just feel like mm-hmm. we're like basically married and settled yeah, like settled down it's like, like a little like lame but also really fun i love brian like a like, little it's fine. <laughs> um maybe get your partner to dance on tables with you i don't know yeah um Concept. so i just yeah when i look back i wish i had like a few more crazy stories but like i have a few fun ones so I, that's good but yeah let's see uh make a college scrapbook print out some pics be a little crazy okay and then the only other one that I wanted to say that's, like, general is there's so much time. There's so much time. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot now. Like, all these things, you know, all these episodes that we've talked about, like, 
personal growth and the things we're focusing on and all of our progress and blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like right now, like, there's so much time. If I keep working on all these Mm. things in the next five years, I feel like I'll be so well-rounded and well-adjusted and all these things at 30. And, like, I just wish that I was thinking that at 20, too. Like, there's so much time. Like, I'm not expected to have this figured out. Or it's okay that I'm not super in control of my emotions all the time or it's okay that I don't understand this like there's just there's so much time and I I don't know I don't feel like I was thinking about that at the time I feel like there's not enough time like maybe I need to hear this because I feel like there's not enough time there's so much time like we just said think about how long ago 20 was and how much has happened we get to be these like smarter more developed more mature people you know, for another five years, and then we're still young, and then we still have our whole life ahead of us. Like, there's so much time to live different places, learn new things, work different jobs, save money. Like, there's a lot of time. So just, like, chill the fuck out. You're right. I just get nervous about the whole egg situation, you know. Listen, (laughs) make enough money so you can freeze those bad boys. Don't worry about it. Well, not even that. I don't want to have them late. That's my thing. Okay, me either, but I don't know. So that's why I feel rushed. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It it is what it is. That's where my fear is coming from. I totally hear that, that but I decided to let go of that fear. Yeah, I I let go of the age. I don't know. I let go go of the age. There's not a specific age I plan on getting married by or having kids by. Like, I don't have that in mind, but there's a range. There's There's a range. There's a range, and that scares me. I think I've done a... I also want a lot of kids, so, like, I need to okay, boom, boom, yeah. boom, as it happens, which is, like, scary. I don't feel good <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I need to start tomorrow. <laughs> like, a full year ago, you guys, Diana went through this, like, baby crazy phase oh where God. she was, like, having was dreams ready. about babies all the time. Talking... She, like, ready. sometimes I just feel like I want a baby. And I was like, what... <laughs> the fuck okay but i wasn't active i was not actively going to like try like i'm not i'm not saying you were trying but like no i just need one thing i need that to be another (laughs) we might have had a baby on our fucking hands and i didn't feel good about that i'm like we would have a completely different podcast to live here i'm not ready to be an aunt like let's chill anyway (laughs) um I don't know. There's so much time. And I totally hear you with the kid thing. My mom is as young as they come, pretty much. Uh, Yeah. She had me at 21. And so I definitely get it. And I used to have a much bigger fear about, like, being an old mom. Like, your mom is way older than my mom. And she's cool. She's chill. I know. But, like, I... I don't know. Our our stages, yeah, because our stages of life didn't align in the best way. Like, I don't get a lot of time with her because, like, she was like, I'm, my kids are grown. I'm peacing out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to college. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I just think that, okay, I think how I've been able to release this is that being older and being able to provide all these things for my kid that I wouldn't be able to if I had them younger is more important Mm -hmm. than being young for the sake of it so that's kind of how I've moved on from it because it used to be a huge thing I was like I don't want to be old but Mm -hmm. I'm fucking over it whatever all right what's your last thing let's wrap this baby up okay my last thing um sort of ties into my last one about work um and this is related to any job okay know your value and remember, they need you. They hired you, okay? Negotiate like that salary, baby. Negotiate that salary. Mm-hmm. How much are you going to ask for? Okay, think of a number right now of how much. Th- okay, think of, or if you're listening to this, think of how much money you're making right now at this very moment. Just maybe say it out loud to yourself. No one's listening. It's fine. Okay, you got that number. Now, think of if you... If your boss called a meeting tomorrow and said, we're going to negotiate your salary, think of a number that you would ask for. You got it? All right, now I want you to raise that by at least 10%. That's what you ask for. Queen. 20%. 20%. Know your worth. They need you. They hired you because you had something that someone else didn't have. Okay? This is beautiful. And they're keeping you. And if they're, if it's time to negotiate a salary, that means they want 
you. They want you. They're not going to drop you. And the worst that happens is they say no. And then guess what? You meet in the middle. It's fine. But you have to know your value. Do not let them make you feel small. Do not let them push you around. You are too good. Wow. You know who taught me that? My brother, Mike. (laughs) Shout out, Mike. Love you so much. That's great. I love that. Oh, yeah. Stand a little taller. Fake it till you make it. Confidence in your words. It all goes together. I feel like all these things go together. Ask for the raise so you can put more into your savings. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am am rich. I am that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to take your shit. That song literally summarizes the whole episode. Wow. Should we put that as the intro? (laughs) Honestly, yeah. And if you're listening to this part, then you understood why that happened in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, I just thought of a quote that I'd love to end with. Sure. This is a quote by me. I've never had a quote before. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Whoa. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. I was writing the notes for this and I was like, did I just make a quote? Oh my God. And it's oh, can I share a quote after? Sure. By me? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. You first. <laughs> I've just, I've been listening to this book on Audible and uh, it starts, every chapter has like a bunch of quotes at the beginning and I was like, how do mm. people think of new things to say? And today I did. <laughs> I'm going to share it with you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. And this is specific for younger people, including us, okay. but in this case, you know, that, that 20 to 25. Sure. sure. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just growing. Do you like that? Brianna Clark. Dash Brianna Clark. Do you like that? Girls with the fruit tats. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Wow. I just think that I was constantly wanting to be someone different and like, I cry so yeah. much. I'm so this. I can't. I'm growing pains, bro. Like, there's it nothing hurts. wrong with you. It you're sucks. just maturing. You're growing. You're figuring your shit out. And like, that's part of it. And I wish someone told me that. Mm. What's mm-hmm. your quote by you? I think after this, we just, it just ends. Okay. So say your goodbyes now. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Love you. Be, Read be, the book. Brie book will club. be on a oh, book club. Yeah, we have a book club. Check out the Instagram, at Girls with Fruit Tats. Mm-hmm. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Brie will have her solo episode next week, so check in for that. It'll be great. Also, if you're feeling too late to join into the book club, I did some research, and The Defining Decade by Meg J just hit Audible availability today, March 16th. Ooh, so might have listen to jump on that I'm behind. Me as well. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Bye. <clears throat> All right, here's my quote. All these books, and he still can't read the room. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <gasps>